0: Good morning, it is February the 23rd, 2022. The time here in Egypt is 7.43 a.m. And um, I, you know, this is a marker in time for me. Um, This is the morning after war has been proclaimed by Russia on the Ukraine. And I woke up kind of feeling um, a little off. You know, I got up and wrote in my journal, And uh, let me say this, too. Yesterday was also the day that I found out uh, somebody who I love dearly. Like, so many things happened yesterday. So, and I wake up every day and say, you know, I will not bring uh, yesterday's weight until today. But today was an exception because, so what happened yesterday that were major events in my life were... Uh, it was Teacher Appreciation Day yesterday, and I don't, I don't expect anything because I don't know how kids feel about me, and I'm always kind of in this space of color consciousness and femme consciousness and writer consciousness, and then there are those moments where I just don't want to be any of those things, and I fluctuate in and out. So yesterday, <clears throat> I, you know, I go, you know, I'm not expecting anything. I can appreciate myself and I'm more and more that person lately. Like whatever it is that I think I need, I become it. I give it to myself and I move forward. Um, lately, I have been saying things that are specifically on my mind, not holding back. And <clears throat> I really feel like I've burned some bridges, but you know what? I quit crossing bridges a long time ago that were behind me. So I am in prayer that <clears throat> my faith becomes even more stronger, that my courage becomes even more stronger, that my confidence becomes even more stronger, because it feels good to be clear and to not have to question the thoughts that I'm having, you know, to, to really say, no nigga, you haven't, that's logical, that's some good shit you're thinking, and it's okay to say it, and if anybody can't deal with it, then, you know, move forward move forward. So yesterday was a emotional high and low day. I felt great going into the day. Um everything that I set forth to do I did. Um and it, it felt good. It was a beautiful day yesterday too here in Egypt. So like while I'm teaching my kids they they're having a writing test today. They have to write a they have to physically handwrite a research report So we did a practice, we did a 15-minute practice yesterday. And after the 15 minutes, I just had to have a whole-ass motivational conversation with them. Because what I'm trying to get them to understand is half of this is skill, the other half is belief. You got to believe that you can do what is being requested of you. And when you come to class week after week after week after week, and these um, elements, these learning tools are being given to you, you have to then believe that you can sit down, take those tools, put them to good use, and be successful in using them. But I'm literally at a school where these kids are taught and taught and taught to ask so many questions that it's become a form of wasting time. It has literally become a form of wasting time. Like they'll be in the middle of a writing assignment and then somebody will raise their hand and ask, something, some, ask a question that you've already laid out. Now, I'm not saying that the students don't already know this. What I'm saying is, if you would listen, you would learn. And I'm one of those teachers who I learned the first year I taught seventh grade that repeat, 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 repeat. Until when somebody asks a crazy message, the whole class turns around and goes, really? Because I've repeated it so much that the majority of the class gets it. So that one, two little nuggets that just refuse to pay attention they're no longer my responsibility i'm also the teacher that'll say ask your classmate because you don't listen to me (laughs) ask your classmate go find somebody who speaks your language so yesterday after we had taken this 15 minute writing assignment i saw kids literally freeze up i saw kids literally stop and try to look like they were really thinking but they were they had froze up so i'm giving them this whole like um, motivational speech about just jump just jump into the water and swim just jump into the water and swim trust that you have everything that you need trust that Miss Spencer, Ms. Kamika has given you everything that you need and if you have paid attention you will make it to the other side of the pool just jump what I'm asking you to do is to stop asking all of these questions what I'm asking you to do is don't get tra- tran- tranquilized don't get paralyzed by your thinking and to watch it is really painful because I'm looking at me every time. You know, it's not been there's not been a bit of classroom. There's not been a classroom that I've ever been in where I saw a kid do something and I was gone. And I, and you know, before I could even begin to deal with the issue, I didn't go. Wow, you know, been there. That was me. That is me. You know what I mean? So watching a kid freeze up is 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 a um, It's both hesitation and procrastination, right? It's both, I don't believe what's going on or I've gotten lost in my thoughts or I don't know what's happening. I'm too busy trying to impress. And I am literally right now in the process of deconstructing my sixth graders in a way that I've never tried to deconstruct students in my life because this is the point in their lives where they choose good over evil or they begin that process. And I tell them every day, I do not have the time, commitment, or the energy to teach children with bad hearts, with evil intentions, with darkness in their spirits. Now, I do have this one little one. She's a Libra. And she goes, I like being a bully. (laughs) And this morning, she was like, Miss Kamika, do you want to drink blah, blah, blah's blood? And I was like, girl, no. Like, what is wrong with you? And I tapped her on her head. And she was like, why not? But I really think she just, comes up with these things which is really damn clever because she has a very creative mind to just kind of get under my skin because she knows the opposition she knows what I don't like so she brings that to me you know I don't really think this child has a dark heart I really think she just knows how to play with light and darkness and she does that very well anyway so while I'm giving them this whole conversation this whole like you know, I'm doing my David Goggins. I'm doing my Ayala Van Zandt. I'm doing my whole motivational mojo. All of a sudden, somebody says, Go. And they all, I'm finna start crying. Okay, Kamika, hold it together. They all hold up these pieces of notebook paper that they've each written on, you know, Miss Kamika, you're the best. You're the best teacher. All of this stuff. And it's just this C of notebook paper where these students have not paid any money and they have literally ripped me to shreds emotionally. And the only thing I heard myself say was y'all make me sick and I just started crying. And now anybody who knows me knows I'm not a crier. It's not because I can't, it's just, I've been conditioned for so long to hold back and I'm just now learning how to let go, you know, to cry in front of people and to let my tears flow. Um, And I still struggle with that. I still go through that whole, like, ah, and then, you know. And sometimes I hold back so long that I just don't cry. But, like, I'm crying now. But, uh, that happened. And luckily it happened during the last class of the day. Because I was no longer even, I wasn't even a benefit to myself. I had to come home and lay down. Well, on my way home. On my way home, just in a, in a in a flood of gratitude and in a flood of feeling God's recognition upon my life as an educator here in Egypt. I get a text message from one of my family members who is who has been my cheerleader. Like I don't talk a lot about my family you know, like, there's nobody who really knows. Like, I have maybe one friend who is current and up-to-date on what's, what's going on with me and my family. You know, the changes, you know, who I like, who I don't like, who I'm trying to, like, find peace with. All of that. One of my cousins called me and said she has co- she's been diagnosed with colon cancer. And I don't know what stage it's at. I don't know anything. All I knew to do was to just get on the phone and call people that I knew who could just kinda help her relax because motherfucking doctors told her to come back in three months. And that just, I just hate America. I hate people. I, you know, know, I'ma say that because that's where I am emotionally right now because this is a black woman who has children. And I don't know what's going on with that, but you don't tell somebody they have cancer and then say, come back in three months when they don't really have the, the, the tools to manage that kind of information. And, you know, she's worried. She's trying not to be, she's strong. She's strong. She's strong because she's been through a lot, but. How do you balance? You know, I feel like God gave me all of that goodness yesterday so that I could just be right here. I could just be right here enough to express what I'm telling y'all right now. Because I love my cousin. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. I believe in her. I just, I've always spoken life into her. And this is hard. This is very hard for me to swallow from 800,000 miles away and then on yesterday you know before you go to bed old fucking fart has declared war on the ukraine which i'm in and out of because guess what i have to think about ethiopia i have to think about haiti i have to think about africa i have to think about uh syria i have to think about palestine And I do, I go, you know, Ukraine, that's a lot of land. They should be ready. <laughs> if somebody been announcing for three weeks they want to fight you, then you don't need to be sitting back going, you know, a fight is coming. You need to be getting ready. And then Greg Abbott, who somebody literally needs to roll down a hill into a lake of alligators, decides to pass some kind of little something, something about calling out trans youth. And what's crazy is I for sure, for sure know that I have counselors and educators in my life that I know who are not equipped to protect trans children. So I have to, uh, do this podcast this morning because it's, it's a landmark podcast for me. It's landmark because I am being called more than ever before, more than ever before to, to use my, my logic and to use my connection with God, to use my connection with the universe, to use my cosmic connection to be still and know that God is in control, but also to get myself ready to get myself ready. Because I really feel like we are moving into a time where putting your hands on somebody for being out of line, we can no longer uh, tolerate this bullying. We can no longer as adults. These children are about to fight the fight of their lives. These young people. And we have to be a part of getting them ready. And I know some of y'all are like, war is not the answer. Well, what the fuck is going on in Ukraine? What the fuck happened with Ethiopia? What the fuck is going on? That's war. And I get it that war is not the answer, but peace is war. To have peace is war. Because people have different ideas of what peace is. And to be honest, we're dealing with people who are stuck in a physical form of what it is to have what they want. Slavery was a physical form of peace for racists. Let me say that again. The institution of slavery was a physical form of peace to white nationalists, i.e. racists. It's a landmark day. A woman who taught me is right now back on the battlefields pushing a book about her civil rights journey. And even in 2022, after she has already dealt with the physical ideology of it, now that the book is out, she's back on that battlefield. Because racists are literally being emboldened To walk into places where civil rights is happening, where where walls are being broken down, where all of these institutions are being deconstructed to upset them. I have a college classmate right now who is running for Senate to deconstruct. To do her part. We're all being called in some way. Some more than others. I never came to Egypt to leave America, although it did cross my mind. Like, I was like, can I stay here? But I. I'm not in a place in my countenance, in my dark, black, Negro, (laughs) African-centered countenance to sit back and watch what my ancestors were beaten into building for free, crumbled at the hands of people who don't deserve to have it. That's just what that is. And as I live in Egypt, as I am a resident of Egypt right now, literally living here, literally making the same kind of teachers pay that I was making in America, which isn't enough. You know, I work with people who definitely make more money than me. So I'm still in this marginalized area in my life. in a place that I have romanticized all my life that is now reality and I look at it and I'm watching it to fade at the hands of colonialism still, like they're still digging us up and we're fascinated ooh, they're digging up more bodies ooh, they're they're uncovering more tombs this is sacred holy ground y'all it's sacred holy ground and we have somehow been uh, commodified into being able to pay for it and come over here and ooh and I at it because we've romanticized it to a point of our own, like, paralysis of not being able to do anything about it, right? I mean, I don't know. There's a conversation to be had for sure. I'm not over here reading no deep text I'm barely just trying to get used to being free again within my own self, like not having to smoke weed, not having to go and have a drink, not even buying liquor, not even having it around me. And I'm not anti because when I get home, I'm going to get with my boo and we're going to have a celebratory drink. That's right. But clarity is is part of why I came here. Is just to be clear and to feel again. To be able to dream and see my grandmother. To be able to talk out loud and hear my own voice. To be able to hear people say what's going on with them and say, well, this is what you need to do. You might not like it. But sometimes I know from the space in which I speak. Because I have ancestor integration i am integrated with the ancestors i am a divine and cosmic (laughs) image of god god got me god be me and all i want is for everybody else to realize you got god in you you can create you can speak things into existence you can speak life into people So, being in Egypt right now during a time of... At the lower level, is white-on-white crime. At the very low level. Because if I say white-on-white white crime, then I'm accepting the, the social construct of whiteness, right? <sighs> but once again, we are fighting with ourselves. And the only way to beat the devil is to get clear because that's where your courage is that's where the courage is is in and we have technology now and it's time to just start calling out certain things you don't have to you know cuz it's only going it's going to get worse before it gets better you know whatever is going on it's got to get worse before it gets better that's law that's universal law that's god so I've just been avoiding a lot of things here, namely like my roommate, who seems to be just inoculated with, I just want to be happy. And she don't care. If it ain't a cat asking for food. (laughs) She's very simple. I'm realizing, and, and I'm realizing that my roommate does suffer from lack of focus, a real lack of focus. Like she has this energy um, of discomfort, she can't sit still, and she said it. So, the interesting part is, I'm like, okay, so that's what this is, you know, that's what this is. Uh, it's not about these children at all, and for me, that's all it's about. Um, so it's just a pivotal day, and I just want you, if you're listening. To do your part in documenting where you are right now, put it in a tweet. Go buy a card and put it in the card and mail the card to yourself. It's a lot going on. And it's been a lot going on. From the time of human immortal, like from day one, this shit has been like stressful. But we cannot go back. We cannot go back. And the children are the only ones who can take the truth and move it forward. And if you are ignoring these children, you are ignoring your ability and 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 your, um, I'm going to say it, obligation to give them the absolute truth and to move them forward. We can be a free nation. We can be a free, peaceful planet. It's always been within our grasp. It's always been within our ability. It's always been within our capabilities to do so. But I am 50 years old at this point. No, I'm not gonna say but. In respect to that, I am 50 years old. And when I stand in front of my sixth graders, all I see is my opportunity to do my part and let them know you do not laugh at war. Somebody's mother is gonna die, somebody's son is gonna die, somebody's job is gonna be lost, somebody's freedom is going to be taken. And if you cannot put yourself in their shoes, in the shoes of those being attacked and wonder why and figure out why and, 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 and involve yourself in gaining the knowledge, then you become the enemy. You become the aggressor. And this is not the time under Miss Kamika's watch that you become the aggressor. Not on my watch. I might be the worst teacher you ever have because maybe it is in your destiny to be evil, but not on my watch. People need compassion right now. People need understanding. My family member has said, don't tell nobody. And here I am in my vulnerability for her, trying to let y'all know where I am so that you don't send me no crazy email, so that you don't call me and leave me no crazy message, so that you don't WhatsApp me and get cussed out. Back up. Know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. Be good, be good, be good. Be God. Peace.